This is a Village Soundcast Network original production. Hi, I'm Becca Barker. Welcome to Banana Fish, the official podcast of the 2019 Animation Festival of Halifax. This season, we'll be focusing on animation and labor. What kind of work is involved in animation? What motivates independent artists to take on such intense, painstaking work? And so many other questions. Today, we'll talk to Sam DeCoste, who is curating AFX's first ever exhibition of installation-based animated works during the festival. Hi, Sam. Hi, Becca. We're also here with Tara Taylor, one of the artists featured in this exhibition. Welcome, Tara. Thank you for having me, Becca. Thanks for being here. And finally, also with us is Shannon Brownlee, who will be moderating this year's Big Picture panel at the festival. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Becca. The reason why we've brought you all together today is because each of you has been thinking pretty hard about the nature of labor and work in creating animation. So I thought we'd start with a bit of background. Um, How were each of you inspired to take this topic on? Who would like to begin? Sam? I can start, yeah. Um, So um, my background in animation is um, I was formerly trained, so I always created animation that um, basically, could be shown in in could be shown in a theater, so it was uh, screenable. And so um, then, when I went went back to school and did an MFA, um, I had to create work for a gallery setting, and um, that was the first time that I had to really think about creating work that could be in a room where people took it in and then walked around. And, and that sort of thing. So I was really curious about that process. And at the same time, I've had this sort of um, lifelong curiosity about um, how an artist fits in to a capitalist system, how they can work and make a living without being sort of co-op, co-opted by capitalism. And I, I think capitalism is not just an economic system, it's, it's a way of thinking. So as an artist to create work that is um, not a capitalist way of thinking, but yet pay the rent every month is, uh, is kind of challenging. So I, I, I wanted to do this uh, project because I wanted to see what other artists were thinking about and how they were re- responding to this sort of dilemma that they faced. Hmm. And so Tara, you're one of the artists invited to participate in this project. Can you tell us a little bit about your work? Yeah, um, I guess I'll kind of preface it with preface it with um, saying that I'm a multi kind of <laughs> disciplinary artist. So when Sam first approached me about the project, I was first honored because I'm you know I love Sam to death. She's an amazing instructor and a fr- and friend, and always um, has that forward thinking. So because I do so many different things, I'm a visual artist. I do oil paintings. I do sculptures. I do all these things. I thought, oh, animation. I'm in love with that. How can I incorporate everything into it? So at first I wanted 
to do some of my spherical um, sculptures and have a little guy kind of peeking around the corner <laughs> as a loop back and forth. And then I just kind of took it to grassroots because um, my nan passed away two years ago and she was um, a very important um, part of our family. So I thought, oh, it, the theme's called, or the, yeah, the theme's called Under the Rug. So I, I took that literal. And so she used to crochet a lot. So I actually um, also make jewelry and I do these crochet earrings. So I thought, oh, let me just crochet a whole whack of things and like, you know, animate her crocheting and rocking and all these things. So that's when I started to really get excited about it because I was stuck for a while. And what the heck do I do for this project? <laughs> that's, that's so interesting that you talk about it and you connect it to those practices of yours because you're also involved in theater quite mm -hmm. actively, right? Yes, ma'am. And, mm -hmm. and I, you know, I immediately think of your experience doing sort of more time-based yeah. work or storytelling that way. So mm -hmm. it's interesting to hear that you actually came about it from, uh, you know, all the other practices yes. you do. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, and Shannon, I know that you and Sam uh, had been talking a bit about about this topic. Maybe well, we'll actually, maybe we, no, the, no. The, it's just pure coincidence. I think it's, um, you know, great yeah. minds thinking alike, perhaps. Um, no, the so what I'm doing this year is that I've been organizing the, the big picture panel. Um, where we're going to have a couple of guests um, from the NFB and from the Canada Council. We have Michael F Fukushima coming, who's the um, executive producer, uh, executive producer, producer. Exec producer. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> executive producer um, of animation at the NFB, um, and we have uh, Laura Jean Lefave, uh, who's um, a Canada Council rep. Um, Sam will also be on the panel, and our guest animator, Steve Wollishen, will, uh, will also be on the panel. Um, the topic came about, it's, it's, so the, the topic of the panel this year is um, working conditions of independent animators. Um, and it, it was actually inspired by something that happened, just sort of a kind of an off-the-cuff um, comment, actually, uh, at, the, at the festival last year. Um, one of our guest artists, Amanda Strong, um, who's a brilliant stop-motion animator um, and director, she, um, she was talking about how difficult it is for animators to access certain pots of money um, through the NFB and the Canada Council, just because the work is so labor-intensive in comparison with other forms of filmmaking. Um, that it was very hard to communicate the value of making of making work in such a labor intensive way, um, and and especially you know a, a live action filmmaker could maybe make two or three or four or five films a year, and an, and an animator will make one every couple of years, perhaps just because of that difference, um, especially for independent animators who are always cobbling together pots of money and and you know who don't have like Pixar <laughs> um, level resources behind them um, mm. and so Amanda was working uh, was was an activist in this respect um, and I just noticed a couple of other independent animators um, Andrea Dorfman was on the panel last year and also you actually Becca right. um, really <laughs> kind of perked up at this at this um, topic and I thought it would be really useful to explore it further so um, the hope for the panel this year is to educate the public 
um, and to educate new aspiring uh, anim- you know, animators about what kind of um, field they're getting into, but also to make a kind of conversation place for practicing animators and uh, and NFB and, and Canada Council reps to think about, you know, is are there things we can be doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and just to sort of hash it out about the working conditions and and you know where where the problems are and then and then possibly where areas are that we could band together and do something better. Mm. So we have two events here that we're talking about. We've got the exhibition called Under the Rug that Sam is curating and Tara is participating in. And then we have the big picture panel that you were just talking about, Shannon. Um, so it's it's really exciting that at this year's festival that everything seemed to kind of congeal around this theme. And in mm-hmm. fact, that is probably that is definitely the um, the direction that these this series of podcasts is going in as well because everything comes back to well it takes work to make it <laughs> um, a lot of work yeah 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 um, Tara how does it compare uh, having worked in so many different disciplines how what would your comment be about the nature of labor and work and making animation as distinct from other practices oh good heavens <laughs> it's completely labor intensive like just how um, Shannon you mentioned um, the labor of it like just to give people an idea so I need I created like about five seconds of animation um, in, or stop motion and um, that was 126 pictures that I hand drew. <laughs> yeah. So we know numbers. We might not be animators, <laughs> but we know numbers. So that's a lot for five seconds worth. So that's just, and that's just me as a beginner. Like, and it's not intricate. So imagine being even more intricate to make something look like, like move it realistically, right? So it's it's completely intense. And just because I drew upon um, all the other uh, disciplines that I have, like I actually like cut it the way I would a film. So like you know, an extreme close close up and you know whatnot and. So it's it's good to have all that skill set for myself. But if you are, you know, like, oh goodness gracious, <laughs> the labor is 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 real. It's very real, folks. <laughs> <laughs> We're not joking. Yeah, it took me eight hours to work on to five seconds. <laughs> Wait, was it all? hard and horrible though or was there something enjoyable oh about no it? goodness gracious not horrible <laughs> just you have to have the appreciation because you know I just because I am an artist I you know before doing this and embarking on this I kind of knew ish what the value in dollar figure you know would be to create like you know like say like a five minute animation but then I didn't you know like is 25,000 enough is 5,000 enough is and when I sat down I said somebody darn sure better pay me a million bucks to do this six seconds (laughs) in the future so um yeah it's it's it was um, enjoyable. Um, I loved it. I felt like no time passed. <laughs> yeah, just that creation and then the the rewarding feel of finishing it. So thank you, Sam. Sam, thank you. <laughs> Sam, what do you what do you think audiences really need to understand about the work involved in creating animation? Why is it Why is it important to um, present this as the theme for the show? Um, that's a really good question. I don't think anybody involved really thinks that the audience should take a certain something away. But I think what's uh, sort of the common thread between all four pieces is maybe that they're all a reflection on the the labor involved in making an animated piece and the disconnect between the labor and the consumption. So 
or the creation, sorry, and the consumption. So there, it seems like um, a lot of time is spent in creating an animated piece. But if you look at that piece, you you might not take into consideration uh-huh. all of the process mm-hmm. that that went into putting the piece together. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important. And your next question is probably why. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you want to answer it. Sure. <laughs> um, so I, I think it's important because right now in Canada, there are no unions for um, animators. Um, there's the, uh, what is it, the, the wage, the animation wage share project, that which started a couple of years ago. And what they do is... Um, they have a site online and animators across Canada can uh, fill out a form that talks about um, their job position, what they do, and how much they're paid. And based on the, the, this information is collected anonymously, um, but it allows them to have um, sort of a, a bit of, uh, what's the word? Like labor market Le- information. Leverage, I guess. <laughs> mm. Yeah, um, when it comes to negotiating their contracts. And hopefully um, sometime soon, um, there will be unions as well in Canada. Mm. Wow. Um, And so um, there is also a connection that we have here with the big picture panel, especially, and and of course the uh, exhibition, but we're also at AFX sort of hooking up with Mayworks this Mm -hmm. year. Um, Does anybody want to talk about uh, our connection with Mayworks. That would be you, Shannon. <laughs> Shannon, I'm looking right at Shannon, so I should just say. Um, so I'm also on the board of Mayworks. Um, Mayworks is it also runs at the same time as the Animation Festival, actually. So there's some nice crossover. Um, and uh, Mayworks is a, an arts festival. It's not restricted to film. Um, we have uh, work in dance, visual arts, theater, film, uh, music, of course. Um, and please forgive me if I'm missing a discipline. Um, but uh, so Mayworks is, is uh, its full title is uh, Mayworks Halifax Festival of Working People and the Arts. And the mandate of Mayworks is to um, support and show work that is engaged in various questions of labor. Um, and we do have we do have quite a wide um, sort of social justice oriented uh, mandate as well. Um, uh, so there's a real variety of work, but um, but so two of the things that Mayworks is especially focused on is um, the representation of labor in art um, and recognizing labor through using art to recognize labor, but then also looking at the the labor of art, um, the labor it takes to create art. So. Um, so the the connection with Maywork seemed really kind of a, a no brainer. Um, it you know they seem to to mesh together really well, and it's it's great to have that collaboration. This is an event. Uh, the the big picture panel is is actually an event that's co sponsored by Mayworks. So Mayworks audiences are very welcome, and, and animation festival audiences are very welcome. It's such a nice serendipity that they're happening at the same time, yeah. and we have similar shared intersecting concerns. Yeah, That's- yeah, and and I encourage people to look up not only the animation festival um, uh, program, which is very very exciting, um, but also the Mayworks Festival program. It's MayworksHalifax.ca, um, and there's a really really exciting lineup that that's going to be taking place throughout May um, and possibly even slightly into June this year. Mm. Awesome. Wow. So. Um, it, 
if uh, this is a question for anybody here, um, if you could think about changing one aspect of the labor behind creating animation, what would it be? Huh. Changing the labor aspect. Can you elaborate? <laughs> no, because I didn't put it down in my prep. I knew she was going to so, say. <laughs> but if you could think of it, if there's one thing that you wish were different about mm. making animation, whether it's oh. uh, something to do with uh, somebody doing it as a job in the industry or as a creative independent mm -hmm. artist, what you know, what do you wish were different? That there's a union. <laughs> yes, there's a union for just about every you know thing here. Teachers, you know, and film. Every, that there's a union first of all. Yeah, <laughs> and there's a, a union for film, uh, live action film. Mm -hmm. So, and when they put that in place in Vancouver, there was the same sort of uh, people uh, that were worried about we won't have an industry anymore. The union is going to take away jobs, but it's flourishing. So. The same concerns are being raised by people that are afraid that a union will take away the animation jobs that we have in Canada. And I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just going it, to, it, it's sort of a band-aid for capitalism, but it's important that uh, people have some level of security. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, it's a race to the bottom, mm -hmm. right? And then we all lose. Yeah. But... I would not change a thing about the labor of animation in terms of it being <laughs> repetitive and yeah. time consuming because there's something I think about that that, that every animator loves. Yeah. It's it's kind of meditative and mm -hmm. you know it's attractive. It's, for some reason we choose to create an animation and as opposed to painting a picture or, yeah. or doing a, a live action film. So there's something about that that uh, it's really rewarding in mm -hmm. some on some level. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had I've had students who are like, "Wow, this takes a, a lot of work and it's really repetitive." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> isn't that great?" Yeah, but it's no different from um, from you know painting. Like you know, I, I the way that I paint, I start with like I do a black and white, you know, outlining, and I color it in, and I do you know that's line by line, color by li color by color, and it's there's no different. Like you know. Um, I don't know what what to call them yet, but I, the way that I did mine was like these um, uh, transparencies. Like I did a drawing on about 126 transparencies, so <laughs> oh, wow. I, I would do it ten times over. You know, it was it's just so rewarding. So really, yeah. kind of related with how you work anyway as a yeah. painter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I would also add um, uh, that the distribution and exhibition of animation. Um, I mean, I, I, well, I don't think this is specific to animation, but the distribution and exhibition of Canadian film um, more broadly is something that could maybe use some work. <laughs> um, you know, it would be, it would be wonderful if, um, if independent Canadian film were more easily accessible, more broadly accessible. I do think that the, the National Film Board of Canada does a really great job mm -hmm. um, with their online, with their website. Um, uh, but it would be it would be wonderful if productions made outside of the NFB had a similar kind of yeah. um, distribution and exhibition um, platform. Yeah. And I mean, that's a little bit outside of the question about the labor of animation, but it's something that is it's I think Important it's at least <laughs> it's it's directly related yes, anyway. For sure. yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, the, like as you know, as with the theme of the show and with what we'll be talking about at the big picture panel, it is all about sort of making that visible. And if you don't exactly. have that visibility, you don't have the appreciation. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot, and sort of tagged on to that. That wasn't me. That by the way. <laughs> Just we'll saying. cut that out. We'll edit it out. <laughs> um, if you think about uh, what's out there as guidelines for paying animators, we have IMA and Carfax, and thank goodness we have those yeah, as for uh, independent sort of artists. For independent artists, but where they fall short is uh, they don't distinguish between film that's made for live action by live action animator or live action filmmakers and animators, and the fees are the same. And I mm-hmm. and there's per minute. And most festivals as well, they pay the same screening fees and they base these on Anna and Carfax. So it's kind of the minimum wage for um, visual artists mm-hmm. or artists in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really need to make a, a distinction between what's created for animation in animation and what's created by uh, live, live action filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point because when you compare like the IMA fees for um, gallery art versus the the fees for films. It's you know the the, the difference is astronomical. Mm-hmm. Um, so much higher for gallery art, and as we've discussed, uh, the nature of the labor is much more like mm-hmm. gallery art yeah. in animation. And for those decisions, they need the artists at the table. Too often in anything, they make decisions without the actual users being there That's right. to help decide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting because animation is often, I guess, considered in um, the the wider array of uh, fine arts and media arts as being something that is often more akin to industry work or is associated with entertainment more readily than with fine art and um, you know artist driven film. But um, yeah, that's <laughs> that's a bit of a problem there. I think that's part of that problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is that assumption? Well, yeah. and animation. I mean, there's it's it's a huge range of work, right? There's there's independent animation. There's commercial animation, um, which has different kinds of structures associated with it. There's you know there are different forms of animation from from hand drawing every single line of each cell to you know flash animation, which maybe allows you to work more quickly and so on. So I think we we really need to recognize that huge spectrum within um, both the uh, both animation media, and it's not just one medium, right? It is many, many different mm-hmm. media in animation. Um, and also the, the huge spectrum between the independent and the commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like Sam, I'm, I'm going to out you. Uh, we, we both teach at NASCAD. <laughs> we both teach animation at NASCAD. And, and I thought you were going to out me in another way. No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, just as a just as an instructor. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Sam and I both teach animation at NASCAD, and I don't know about you, but one thing I'm always telling my students is when they talk about um, the assumption that if you do something on Flash, you know, it's going to save you time, or if you used After Effects or some other digital means, it will save you time. Uh, I'm always saying it. You just have to choose mm. choose which kind of road rage you prefer. You know, do you like the kind where it's like oh, I have to do a million more drawings? Or do you prefer, oh, I need to spend a thousand hours in front of the computer tweaking points of things? And it's the same for stop motion. Some people oh, yeah. think, oh, all I have to do is this. Well, it's the building of the props that mm. takes mm-hmm. such a long time. And, and the animation as well. It's 
Um, very time consuming to have a puppet walk across the floor because you can't just hit the clapper board and say, okay, (laughs) go puppet. (laughs) The time investment's there every, Mm -hmm. no matter how you cut it. I feel like animation is, um, you decide what it is that you want to animate and then you choose the program. It's not necessarily that the program will animate for you mm-hmm. or, or save you time. Yeah, <laughs> or choose you. Yeah. And, and you're a pro- your project is a prime example because yeah. you're using two programs, right? Mm-hmm. And so I do stop motion and digital. So, um, but also I like the, I want to go back to the invisible and the, and the time consuming. So I mm. built a puppet and I learned how to, you know, manipulate armature and wire and all this. And I'm thinking, I'm going to show them that too. So I took pictures of every step so I could hang it in in the room and say, like, you have to see, I want you to see how hard, like it went from this little stick old figure to this big old fat nanny bag. (laughs) It's so cute. I'm putting it on my wall when I'm done. But (laughs) yeah, like there's, I didn't even get to the camera or the, you know, anything before I had to create, you know, when the the, uh, clay cup, kept popping off and <laughs> all this thing. So it took probably a week to build that puppet, you know? So <sighs> was there a lot of trial and error in the building and the choice oh, of materials? Yeah. And- I kept asking people, okay, so what kind of clay do you use? What kind of clay? So folks kept saying, okay, well you use non-hardening clay. So I'm like, okay. So I buy this cheap non-hardening clay and I'm like, well, that sucks because it's warm in my house. <laughs> we get warming up the clay. <laughs> <laughs> you had a melting puppet. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so it was a lot of trial and error, but it was so much fun. I want to do it every day. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. One of us, one of it's us. It's addictive. Come <laughs> to the other side. Exactly. <laughs> Were there any other sort of um, fun things that you just, my my glasses are too big for the pop filter. I'm sorry. Um, were there any other fun uh, or weird things that happen in the process of either you know curating the work, Sam, or working with the artists? Things that you discovered? Um, no, I don't think so. have any funny stories to tell <laughs> <laughs> that I can think of. Shannon, uh, how about how about in your uh, in putting together the panel like? Was there anything unexpected that's happened or is there anything you're anticipating? Um, Well, so far, I think I I am anticipating a really productive conversation like this, the the representatives from the National Film Board and the Canada Council have been lovely and obviously just so passionate about supporting animation. I don't have any funny stories. <laughs> okay. Funny stories will no doubt happen at the festival. <laughs> at the festival. <laughs> Please join us for the festival for more funny stories. <laughs> uh, anything else that we I neglected to touch on that anybody wants to talk about while we're here? Hmm. Well, as as teachers, I just I think a funny little thing that I'd like to hear um, um, from teachers is... <laughs> Out of the 126 frames, I forgot to color in the thumbnail of a frame. And I was like, will that matter? Will they see it when it goes by? Will that matter? <laughs> you will see it. You will notice. I will, will notice. It. You. it will bother you. It will drive you crazy. Do what do students do in those cases? Like, do they actually go back and like tweak those things or? The ones who get better grades, too. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay. <laughs> Good answer. I'll tweak it. I'll tweak it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Come out to the festival. It's going to be amazing. Yes, <laughs> please do. 
Yeah, this and so much more going on at the festival, which is happening May 9th through 11th at Carbon Arc Theatre, which is at 1747 Summer Street. That's also the uh, Natural History Museum of Nova Scotia, um, the back bottom entrance. Uh, yeah, so um, looking forward to seeing this exhibition. I am super excited about it. I've heard so much of the bits and pieces about how things are coming together. Mm -hmm. um, and this panel I have been anticipating ever since Amanda brought up that point last year, last year's panel, Shannon. So I'm so excited that all three of you have been able to come in and talk about um, this super important and super interesting, at least to me, topic uh, relating animation and the work we do and just how much work we do and how much we love the work we do, but just how much work we do. <laughs> Can I just mention the other artists I don't think we named all the people that were. We did not. Sam, why don't you tell us who is all involved in this exhibition? Okay. Um, well, yours truly, Tara Taylor, and who is a theater and filmmaker, and uh, Annie Chung, who's a performance artist and a multimedia artist, uh, Tom Elliott, who uh, is the director, the technical director at the um, at CFAT, and also a multimedia artist. And we should mention CFAT is the Center for Art Tapes. Yes. Yeah. And Angela Henderson, who is a visual artist and an educator at NASCAD. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really interesting to see what these four artists are doing with animation as a new sort of extension of their practices. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, we decided quite early on that uh, we would make the project um, part of the festival instead of uh, an addition to. So the actual animation installations happen throughout the theater, uh, throughout the festival grounds and the boardroom, coat room, outside of the elevator and in the theater itself. There's a site specificity to what everybody's doing, That's right? right, yeah. So you'll get to come, you come to the festival, you'll sort of stumble upon or discover these animations sort of in these different nooks and crannies and mm -hmm. spaces in the festival grounds. Um, and we are, just for our listeners, um, we are actually devoting some time at the festival. You can look at these anytime. They'll be running throughout the, the weekend of the festival. But we are having um, a sort of special Friday evening cocktail hour uh, where folks will be on hand to talk about the work with you. You can come and view it at your leisure, enjoy some snacks and music and uh, drink and, um, and come enjoy the uh, Under the Rug installations. Uh, so that's Friday, May 10th from 5 to 6.30 p.m. at the festival venue. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Will you all be there? Of course. Of course. Awesome. Am <laughs> I allowed to apologize on. up front? I'll actually be at a playwright's colony, but I'm going to try to sneak away for at least one day. You only have 15 <laughs> practices, Tara. <laughs> I think we understand. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, super honored to have you all here today for this podcast. And uh, work is always a great excuse to talk to friends. So, <laughs> um, so thanks again for joining us today. Thanks Thank so you. much, Becca. Thanks, Becca. That was Sam DeCoste, curator of Under the Rug at the uh, Animation Festival of Halifax, Tara Taylor, one of the featured artists of that exhibition, and Shannon Brownlee, the moderator and host for the Big Picture panel, all happening at the Animation Festival of Halifax, coming up May 9th through 11th, 2019, at the Carbon Arc Cinema. 
This was a Village Soundcast Network original production.